Welcome to the Peaceful Life Podcast. This is your host, Laura, coming to you from a cottage in the woods in the peaceful mountains of California. This is part two of The V Word. You don't have to listen to part one of this short series. However, it will give you a perspective on how and why I made the journey from a meat-eating Midwest girl to eating plants only. Today, I'm talking with actress and YouTuber Pamela Derittis. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Pamela Derittis is an actress in Atlanta and runs two YouTube channels, Call Time Atlanta, which is about the entertainment industry in the city, and Pamela D, a personal vlog on all things vegan, including recipes. She has a long career in IT and now works as an independent consultant in the internet industry. Welcome, Pamela, to the Peaceful Life Podcast. Thank you, Laura, and thank you so much for having me on today. I'm really enjoying being a part of your podcast. Thank you. So first, I'll tell you my story about how I came to eating plant-based and why. Um, I had a really good friend who had already gone vegan, and of course, you can't talk anyone else into doing it, and we can discuss that a little later. But she just kept telling me, just watch Forks Over Knives. Just watch it. It's on Netflix. You know, one night when you're bored, which is exactly what I did, um, she said, watch watch it. And, and it can tell you more than I can tell you. So I watched the show, and what really resonated with me was all the health benefits. And at the time, my cholesterol was in the danger zone. It was over 300, and that's how it had been for a long time. And my doctor wanted to put me on statins, and I was very resistant to any kind of perpetual you know, medicating. So I decided to do an experiment with myself. And I thought, if all these claims are true, then I'll see it. And what happened was it dropped to 240, which is still a little high, but it was so significant, my doctor couldn't even believe it. And um, of course, I felt great and my skin cleared up and, you know, all those great benefits. You get so much energy that I thought, well, this is it. There's really no turning back. Um, So it was kind of almost a selfish reason at first. (laughs) It was, you know, for health. But then there's so many other reasons that I stayed uh, eating plant-based. So that's basically my story. Tell me about yours. Okay. Well, I guess if you trace my story back to its roots, you could definitely say that my journey began with reading about my health. I was just experimenting with different types of ways of eating when I was in my 20s. And to that effect, I read a book called Diet for a Small Planet. And they only covered really meat production. It was partly about health, but it went a lot into the environmental effects of animal agriculture and the health benefits of, you know, being vegetarian. But it was really more slanted towards vegetarian. So I went vegetarian and I stayed that way for for many years, um, 10, maybe 15 years. I kind of lost count at this point. Anyway, at the end of that span of time, 
I slowly here and there started eating meat once in a while because what could it hurt, right? Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I started to stray from what I wanted to be doing and that bothered me. It bothered me that I was straying from that and by that time Google had, you know, become a big thing. Um, well, I found more than I bargained for. Not only reminded myself about meat production, but learned a lot that I never knew about dairy and eggs, just from an ethical perspective, but also from a health perspective. And saw some videos that I can never unsee. You know, when you when you see horrible things, it just creates that mark in your brain. And I decided that not only was I going to go back to being vegetarian, but I just could not participate in any of these systems anymore. And I went vegan. It took me about two weeks to go fully vegan. Uh, but I, that was 12 years ago. Wow. And, Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And, and Now, because I'm single, I had no problem in my personal meal preparation going vegan. Um, but I think the hardest part now is eating out at a friend's house or with friends. Not that it bothers me because I believe everyone has their own choices, Mm -hmm. but just finding the right place that will accommodate my eating choices, you know, um, Mm -hmm. and making sure that I can eat when I go to a party. Um, What was the most difficult hurdle for you? Um, Let's see, that's a good Good question. I think, um, well, I will say, first of all, I have the best friends. Like, they've been very supportive. I have a couple of dear friends who are not vegan, but they will eat vegan whenever they are around me. So they're they're super. Yeah, it's really nice. Like, it's above and beyond, and I really appreciate it. Um, My family's been very supportive. I will say, however, on the flip side, I have lost friends after I went vegan, and I've never... I've always tried to stay away from being like that vegan stereotype, the angry vegan stereotype. Right. Um, And I will talk to people about it, certainly, when they ask me about it. Um, But I don't get into people's business. I don't get in people's faces. But I have found that just by my being who I am, that sets some people off. And I have found that some people who I thought were my friends would just start attacking me or picking fights with me on a regular basis. And those friends are no longer in my life. And I, I can't say that I'm 100% glad of that because, you know, one of them was a very good friend of mine. I really miss her sometimes, but I know that that friendship wasn't going to go anywhere. Um, I just couldn't deal with the constant belittling anymore. Right, so, right. So. And it, it's like a well-known trope that, you know, once you do go vegan, you just want to shout it from the rooftops yes. because yes. you do feel good and you yes. want your loved ones to think about their health as well. And it's just really hard to not talk about it and say how great it makes you feel. But I mean, even my daughter told me to stop being that irritating vegan, you know, because I kept trying to give her information and advice on her eating. And then at that point, I realized, yeah, I'm really not in control of anyone else. She is an adult now, so I don't control her meals. 
um, unfortunately, but she knows what it's done for me. And she just kind of had to tell me to step back a bit. Um, luckily, I have not lost any friends. That's unfortunate. But then you know what they say, then they weren't friends to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. And it is very tricky knowing that balance of, okay, do I say something in any given situation? What do I say? There are some people who will tell you that they will advocate at every possible opportunity. And I don't fault them for that. I, I think I think having people like that in any social justice movement is necessary. Um, but I personally believe that there's a time and a place and that people will receive my message best if I lead by example. And that's really what my YouTube channel is all about. I try and keep it light. You know, I've got a lot of fashion on there. I've got recipes. I've got some a little bit heavier videos, but it's all lifestyle stuff because my decision um, after all the dust was settled was that I believe people learn by example. And I think the biggest psychological hurdle to a lot of people becoming vegan is that they don't identify with the people that they know that are vegan or the people that they see online. Yeah, that's a really good approach. And, you know, the word vegan comes with a lot of baggage and connotations. And really, you know, there can be a spectrum. When you're starting out, you can start out every meatless Monday if you want to. You know, that will just help the world if you take one day and try it out. Or you can um, gradually transition um, to make it less of a burden on you. For me, it was easiest if I just cleared out my refrigerator and started from scratch. Um, but yeah, it definitely, they want to see somebody identifiable instead of the person that they've created in their mind as somebody radical, you know, and judgy that most vegans that I've met are not, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're just normal people. They want to get along just like everybody else. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Now, do you date or are you single? Currently, I am single. I certainly have dated in Atlanta since I moved here 10 years ago. Would you date a non-vegan? I would, uh, and I have. My only thing about that is that my home is a vegan home in as far as is possible. Not every little you know, piece of paint on the walls and I don't know. There's, there's things from my past that I've kept that are not vegan. I have a right to feel comfortable in my own home. And I don't feel comfortable in my own home when there's a lot of non-vegan stuff around. The people that I have dated have been okay with that. Um, obviously, I'm not married right now. I'm not living with somebody. So I can't say how that would go over eventually, hopefully when <laughs> I get married. <laughs> um, but that's really the only kind of condition, if you want to call it that, that I will put on dating is, is that I'm fine with dating a non-vegan when it comes to my home, when they're in my home, or if we ever move in together, that's how I want my home to be. Right. And to respect that. Yes. I like that answer. Um, now, I saw a video on your vlog about your endometriosis, mm. and it was dated in July of 2017, and you said you were going to try and see if eating plant-based would alleviate the symptoms of that. Yeah. Um, so now we're a year later. 
How can you talk to that? Well, so I have been plant-based for, so I've been vegan for 12 years. So I have been plant-based. The, the, I think what you're referring to is that I have been on and off the pill over the years. And there was a stretch of time where I wanted to see if not being on the pill while being vegan would keep my symptoms at bay because I went on the pill for, for many, many years. Again, like it was in my early, maybe late twenties, I think. Um, I went on the pill for endometriosis and have been on it since. So there hasn't really been a time in my life where I was vegan and not on the pill. And so what happened was I went off the pill for two years. I'm back on now. Um, I went off the pill for two years and I found that the pain did started to come back, but it never ever got as bad as it used to be. So, um, yeah, that was an indication to me that being vegan was at least partially responsible for my symptoms being a lot better. Now, I um, when I moved to a small town in the mountains, I don't know if you saw or heard my story, but um, I just assumed that there was nobody like me up here. There are a lot of cattle ranchers and there are a lot of meat eaters up here. So I was really surprised when I went on Meetup to find that there was a vegan potluck every month. So I went, and it's to celebrate Meatless Mondays, and I went, and not only did I see people I know, but there were over 30 people in attendance, and I was so blown away that there was that much of a community here. So I was lucky. Have you found any other vegan communities, either offline or online, that um, you correspond with? Absolutely. Atlanta, which is where I live now, has a thriving vegan community, and it's only growing, and we're only getting more and more restaurants that are either entirely plant-based or the ones that are kind of omni-restaurants, they are offering more vegan dishes. So Atlanta's a great place to be as a vegan, and there's definitely a good um, in-person community here. I do belong to a bunch of groups on Facebook and have been more or less active in those over the years. Now you had mentioned about, you know, the the vegan videos that we tend to come across when we're doing our research and when we're kind of delving in to get inspired um, during our process. And um, I just think that if more people would understand what's going on with the food industry and their practices, the inhumanity to the animals and the carbon waste to the environment, um, that they would consider it. And it just seems like that there is such a big denial um, Mm -hmm. wall out there that's, you know, semi-fueled by these industries, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. here there there's this campaign, happy cows come from California, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of convince mm-hmm. you or cage-free eggs that everyone's happy, you know, and we're not yeah. hurting anyone. But um, right. how do you feel about, like, do you feel that, society in general kind of has their head buried in the sand when it comes to this? I do. Absolutely. And veganism is growing quite a bit. It's becoming more mainstream all the time, but it's still in the minority. And um, I feel like it comes down to one of two ways of 
of looking at this issue. Right. It's either people either make it about themselves or they recognize that it's about animals and the environment. I mean, depending upon how you extend your ethics, for me, it was about the animals. But um, I think a lot of the blockage to, I shouldn't say blockage because veganism really is spreading a lot. So I don't want to sound like all doomsday. <laughs> um, <laughs> But um, I, I think if people have their head buried in the sand, it's because people don't like being confronted with information that would challenge their view of themselves as good people. Mm. And good point. Yeah. And, and I had to confront the very same information that everybody else does. And I chose to, maybe it wasn't even a conscious choice, but to me, veganism was never about me and you know what a terrible person I had been for not being vegan I, ne I never even thought that way hmm. I just thought oh my god these poor animals I can't support this anymore because it's not about me it's about them it's about the victims and it's about the environment absolutely and I found this is my personal experience I don't want to make any blanket statements but personally I found that it's harder for men to kind of give up that fable that meat is protein and it's the only protein source that they can get and their masculinity is based on eating meat because they feel like they will be anything less than if they don't do so, yeah. you know. Um, and I think that falsity has to be removed. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the, what I was saying earlier about leading by example. These people, the athletes that you mentioned, uh, are living their lives as healthy, strong, vegan men who can lift probably five times my body weight, at least, <laughs> way yeah. more than I could do. <laughs> and, and they're examples of perfect health. And however you define masculinity, that they have that without eating animal products without eating meat. And they may or may not realize, but they are living their lives. They're leading by example. It's the same as being on opposite sides of the political spectrum. I still have friends. I have one friend in particular who happens to be a cattle rancher, and we just don't go there when we're together. You know, yeah. we're not, we just don't talk about animals and his career and my choices um mm -hmm. yeah i i have a friend like that he's not a cattle rancher uh he does hunt however and uh, this yeah. is someone in that i never when i first met him i never thought in a million years i would have anything to do with him because of that right and we belong to an organization where we where we would come across each other frequently and just little by little I got to know him a little bit. He got to know me. Um, and I don't even really know how, because again, this is not a friendship that I would ever have thought would <laughs> would exist. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but he's become a good friend of mine. And I, I do, we don't visit certain topics. Um, there was a time when he would talk to me about hunting and I kind of shut him down a couple times, very politely. I, you know, I wasn't nasty about it at all, but I just said, look, I, I really, can we not talk about this? And he was okay with not talking about it. Right. Um, and that gets I, back to friendship. Like if they yes. are really your friend, they will respect you and your choices. Yes, yes. And I do hope for 
a time when I could have an open, frank conversation with him about my views on hunting. And I haven't done that yet. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really good strategy. I hope so. <laughs> with anybody, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah and yeah. just let them know that you do respect their choices. And because everyone has free will, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and approach it in a non-judgmental way. Right. Yeah. Well, it's been wonderful talking to you. Tell my listeners how they can find you on the web. Well, you can go to, you mentioned a couple of YouTube channels. So um, the one that I would encourage them to check out is youtube.com slash P It's my first initial last name. So that's P, D as in dog, E-R-I-T as in Tom, <laughs> I-S, P And that's my Pamela D channel where, where you'll see the lifestyle videos. Um, you can go to PamelaDeritis.com. I have the article on endometriosis there. Um there's other videos there. There's like a little shop area there. And mm. Pamela Doritis on Facebook as well. Awesome. I will also put all the links on the episode page that corresponds to the show. Great. Well, thank you for joining me. And I wish you all the best in your future plant-based journey. Thank you, Laura. And I wish you all the best as well. I'm glad to hear that it's been very a positive change for you. You've been listening to the Peaceful Life Podcast. For more information about Pamela, go to her website, PamelaDeritis.com. I'll put all of her links in this episode's show notes on my website, ThePeaceful.life. If you have any questions about transitioning to veganism or eating a little less animal products, feel free to write me at laura at thepeaceful.life. If I don't have an answer, I will find the resources for you. Remember, you are a spectacular human being, and every animal is spectacular too. Be mindful in your consumption, and yet make your own choices. Have a lovely and peaceful week.